Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Uh, What's up, y'all? What is up, besties? This is Jill Coleman. This is Danny Jizzle. I was just talking to Danny before we turned the mic on that I got a crick in my neck from sleeping last night. This is just what it means to be <laughs> fucking middle-aged. <laughs> it's like yeah. you get injured from sleeping. Uh, I never get I never get injured from weightlifting or anything like that. It's just from, you know, hitting a tree when I'm snowboarding and <laughs> fucking sleeping. So I can't look up. <laughs> Unfortunately, those of you who are looking at video right now. Uh, so next stuff is the worst, actually. It's just like it's just annoying, you know. It's just like it a sh- and it's also like a sharp pain, like you know what I mean. Like if yeah. you if you hit it right, it's like not like a dull ache. Yeah, you know, it's like a sharp pain in your neck. So how long does this? It usually takes a couple of days, right, to like dissipate. Yeah, I would take some Advil that might kick it out sooner. Yeah, I just took a couple but- of leave. So anyway, <sighs> fun stuff. Yeah, welcome fun to forties. so speaking of 40s this has nothing to do with 40s but you had (laughs) jury duty which just feels like i guess when i think of 40s i think of adulting and adulting like jury duty i'll tell you what was really interesting about that so i had jury duty once before it was in north carolina this is the first time i had it in los angeles and in california you get it for five days you don't just go one day oh god they can keep you for five days so basically i get there on for on Monday morning and I'm the first to go. And first of all, sometimes you don't even have to go. So they have like an online portal. So I knew that this was my week. And then there's an online portal that you check like the Sunday before the Monday you're supposed to start. So I was asking Shantae about it because Shantae had it like two months ago and she didn't have to go in at all. She just got a thing mm-hmm. that said, kept saying like, oh, just check back tomorrow, check back tomorrow. So she never had to go in. So I was thinking to myself, I probably won't have to go in, right? Of course, I get mine. It's like, I'll see you Monday morning at whatever. So it's like downtown (laughs) Los Angeles, which is, it it probably took me probably 75, 90 minutes to get in each morning. Oh my God. And, um, you know, which I'm looking around, I'm like, fuck, people just commute like this every, every day, you know? And I'm just like, wow, this is just a lot. So get in there and it's a murder trial and we get called in like pretty much first thing. There's probably like 80, 70, 80 of us who get called to this thing. And then I just never have been part of picking a jury before. So, um, cause last time I did jury duty, I just got let go and they were like, Oh, hopefully we'll have our jury today, Monday. They did not. So then I did not get questioned on Monday. I had to come back Tuesday. Tuesday was a half day. Did not get questioned. They were like, Oh, we'll definitely have a jury today on Tuesday. Didn't. So we'd come back again yesterday. And then oh, I think boy. they were trying to have it by yesterday morning. But anyway, I got called up and they ask you some questions. You have to tell like your occupation and your marital status and if you've ever been in a jury before. And then if you are in a relationship, you have to tell them what your spouse does. And so Keith being a paramedic, it was a murder case and it was a gun case. Like he had, I think it was mm. one count of murder and then two counts of like all unlawful possession of a gun. So it was three counts. It was interesting because the defendant was there the whole time. Like he was just sitting there the whole time. Wow. And he was – and so we had a lot of questions because he was in a gang. So we had a lot of questions around like certain gangs and like it was really interesting. Like I was almost getting to the point where like I was like, oh, I might actually be interested in being on this jury right? if right. I didn't have a fucking launch next week. So it was interesting. And you know what's interesting about jury duty too is like 
this is a, a sliver of society. Like the people who are there, you're like, wow, like this is everybody, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. all different ethnicities, all different jobs. Like it was just, it's just all different types of personalities. Some people got excused because they have anxiety disorders. Other yeah. people drive Lyft so they don't get, you know, if they don't, don't work, they don't get money. Like there were just yeah. a lot of reasons why people are excused. Some people are just like, I hate the fucking cops. You know, they only get into the, you know, get into being a cop because they want to kill people. And like, it's just interesting seeing people. And I, I'm sure they just want to get out of jury duty. So they're sure. saying whatever. Yeah. I was just happy that I didn't, I wasn't going to lie about anything. I just said um, that, you know, Keith is a, a paramedic and he goes on and they asked me, they were like, does he go on calls for like gunshot wounds and things like that? And I was like, yeah. And so I think they maybe thought yeah. I, was con- I was just like a little bit compromised. So, so interesting. Yeah. So interesting. But I was just so grateful you know what I was really grateful for is like, I'm just grateful that I started making different decisions in my career like a decade yeah. ago, you know? And and look, this is no shade for people who do have a commute. I know that people need to do what they need to do and, you know, people have responsibilities. I'm not saying that. It's just like, wow, if I had to, first of all, I'd probably live closer, <laughs> but like right. if I had to commute into, in downtown, I mean, the traffic in LA is ridiculous, but every fucking day doing 60 to 90 minutes each fucking way. And I know plenty of people do that. It's just like, wow, like, I just take it for granted working from home, having flexibility in my schedule. Like, and I was like, why am I so fucking irate at having to do this? Like, you know, everyone has to do it. So you don't want to complain. Like, look, it's just part of being a citizen. But I, I have so like autonomy is my number one value. So I was like, I literally never do anything I don't have to do. So it was just, it was just like extra. I mean, I wasn't going to be a victim. Everyone was there who, everyone there was pissed that they were there. I will tell you though, the judge was fucking, it was good. He was a really nice guy and he was very patient with everybody. And, some people were really nervous and some people were like, I hate the cops. And he always had an answer for everything. And I was just like, this guy's a smooth talker. That's cool. Yeah. So interesting. Anyway, it was just interesting. I, I didn't know the judge would be there and the defendant. That's very, very interesting. To yeah. Me. And both of just the, both there. parties. Yeah. And the de- defense attorney and the prosecutor. And yeah, it was a lot. So anyway, that's Actually, over. I know that this episode, we were going to do a different topic, but I kind of want to like keep going down this actually on making different decisions and yeah. where you are, because I feel sure. like this is something, I, I don't know. I feel like this is something we could really talk about and maybe where some people are struggling. I mean, first off, my thoughts were like sitting in 75 to 90 minutes of traffic twice literally makes me want to like commit suicide. And then I was like, that was my first thought as you're saying it. And then I'm like, and this is part partially why we have a mental health epidemic in the United States. It's like, it's not only just the sitting in traffic, but then it's like, what's the point? Then you start like questioning your purpose. Like, what am I doing here? What is this all about? I should, I'm like sitting in my car for three hours of my day. And then you start doing the math of how many years of your life is sitting in a car. And then you start wondering what does it matter? And then you just start going down. Literally, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm depressed just thinking about this totally. already. Like now I'm taking medication and uh, seeing a counselor. <laughs> you know, it was interesting because I'm looking around the courtroom and these people are there every day, right? There's the obviously the judge and there's some of the security officers and then there's yeah. a stenographer who's you know taking down everything. Yeah. And I was like, wow, people just do this every fucking day, like every yeah. day. And like that's no again, it's no shade on like someone who has like a nine five or a, a desk job, and I'm sure you know, this person likes doing those things. But I was just like, wow, like I understand why people come home after a long day and like immediately drink a bottle of wine. Like I understand that now because it's just like, and then that's the thing is that I didn't work out those days, you know, and like the last thing I wanted to do was like go to the gym after you're sitting there all fucking day doing nothing. Like I'm sure it's different when you're like actively engaged in your job, but yeah, that was, it was definitely a little bit of a wake up call. Well, I think it's even 
interesting to note for people who listen here, because I know we have a lot of um, trainers and people who still work in the gym, when you're trying to relate to your customers and your clients and knowing what they're going through, because I think it can be really difficult to, you know, be in our shoes where we're working from home, we're not commuting. And maybe we are, maybe our client or our avatar is the one who's driving. And when you're so far removed, you kind of forget what they're going through. And it's, and this just makes me think about my early days as a trainer with my no excuses mantra and not really having any actual clue what people are going through in their day-to-day yep. life, raising kids, sitting in traffic, yep. um, coming home, having to make dinner, having to do homework, and st- like not having any time for yourself. And yep. then we have these messages out there of self-care, and you just need five minutes a day, and you're just like, put yourself in my actual shoes for a minute before you say those things. And I think maybe this is even a larger conversation of knowing your avatar better, <laughs> like knowing your avatar better. I think sometimes we we do know our avatar, but we may not really know what they're actually, actually going through. And we might be putting out information that's like so simple, but it's almost offensive. Yeah, It's like, just work out after work every day or get up or, or this one, get up earlier. Oh, because I already have to get up three hours ahead of time to get ready so I can drive to work. You want me to yeah. now get up instead of at five, I need to get up at three, like go fuck yep. yourself. When yep. do I go to bed? So how can we even think about how to relate to our, our avatar? What are their real struggles? Like maybe the outside struggles are they're like, I, I'm, you know, I'm 10 pounds overweight. I'm 30 pounds overweight. Like that's the thing they're complaining about. But what does their actual lifestyle look like? And how are we setting them up in a way that is going to help them win instead of feel worse about themselves, worse about their scenarios? And then even this conversation of, you know, we work with a lot of people who maybe do have a job. And then we're like, yeah, Jill, this is what I fucking do every day. I drive 90 minutes every day each way. Like, how am I supposed to also work my business and try to leave this job? So, like, I don't know. I think we can probably all do better and do have better solutions, but it's like when you're in that scenario, you're going, oh, this is harder than I thought it would be. And like, and also massively grateful for where you're at. Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I was kind of thinking about that while I was um, on those three days commuting in and, you know, the, I was trying to figure out like, okay, if I was someone who like wanted to to stay like, cause I was like, okay, it's a handful of days. Like, I don't need to, I can skip the gym a couple of days. But for someone who yeah. like, that's their lifestyle, I'm like, how would you lower the barrier to entry for someone to be healthy with this sort of lifestyle? I mean, you're, you're literally you're like in the car, butt, you're sitting for three sque- hours, squeezing your butt cheeks. Yeah. In the car. Right. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, you know, I definitely, one of the things that I started that I did do was I left extra early because I know for me, if I'm already late and I'm already like nervous about, so I probably left, like I got there 45 minutes early every day. And that was actually better for my stress when I was in mm. the traffic. Cause I wasn't mm-hmm. constantly looking at the, 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 uh, clock being like, Oh my God, I'm like not going to make it, you know? So I think like yeah. one thing you can do is just like plan for it, you know, just being like, okay, I know it's going to be 90 minutes. Give yourself two hours, right? Like I had to be at this thing at a certain time or whatever. So it's like, that was one thing. And then I was like, you can definitely, you definitely have control over your eating, right? At least to a certain extent. So you could get some good things. And the good thing about going downtown was I, I actually did have to park like fairly far away because like, yeah. you know, parking spots are right. So I think by the, by the end of the day, I had like already 7,500 steps by the time I got mm. home all those days, you know, cause you're walking around and like you're in a city. So there is yeah. that, you know, but they would just be having, having to figure out, because driving, even if you're not in traffic that long is stressful. Like you feel yeah. like you just, you feel like you just 
did something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you feel like, wow, I just spent all that time, even though you were actively just fucking sitting there, it still feels exhausting. So it was like, okay, would I have to get up and go to the gym before? Would I have to, you know, find a gym closer to, to the place, like, and skip all this traffic? You know, if you go earlier, you don't, you don't sit in as much traffic. So I it definitely, I love that what you said about having empathy because I definitely realized a lot more that this is just someone's life, you know, forever yeah. and ever and ever until they retire. And yeah. I think that's why I felt so grateful when I say I started making different decisions. It wasn't because I was better than or whatever. I'm granted, like, if you're listening to this, maybe you don't live in Los Angeles, so it's not a big deal. You live in, you know, a Columbus, Ohio or something, you're probably not going to have that much traffic, probably never going to have a commute that that's long, right? You're probably going to be able to drive right up and have parking in front of the thing. But, but I do... I do want to, I don't know, kind of implant this idea that even if you are someone who has that kind of lifestyle right now, where you are so busy, you have a long commute, you are at a desk all day, like I think you know, so that's really real, you can start doing stuff. You can start doing stuff to start creating something for yourself online. And yeah. that's why, and that was kind of the gist of my email I sent out this morning, which was just like, there is, it is possible. You do have to start with one little decision, right? The little decision I'm doing something called Fresh Formula right now, which is a free like business education or like online business education. But you can start being like, okay, let me take on one client, right? Yeah. And let's just see how that goes. Start like boosting your revenue and have one client. Then maybe add a second client when you feel like that's easier. Then have a third client. Like it's not like you're like, I'm starting my coaching business and all of a sudden you get 20 clients. But you can start doing, and that was my point, was like you can start making different decisions, just small things right now as yeah. you're still doing the nine to five. And if I were you and you're someone who is who is uh, wanting to build something of your own or have some sort of coaching or have more flexibility in your schedule or whatever, it might take two hour, two years for you to get to that point, but start now, right? Yeah. Don't keep putting it off, but you might also just be like, fuck, I'm just going to ride it out till I retire at this point. Yeah, I I got that email of yours this morning and I thought it was fantastic and it just reminded me too of when I made the decision. And I feel like you, you said you make a lot of small decisions, but I think it actually comes with a first one big decision. And sometimes a big decision is like I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's when like you kind of get that I've got to fucking do something, even if it does take a long time, even if it does take years. Um I was working for the government and so I had uh, that you know, nine to five, except it was 12 to eight. And, you know, it was the eight hour job and it was the drive and all of those things. And I just felt like this wasn't where I wanted to be. I knew there was like no future. You know, I looked at my boss and I was like, I don't want her job. And I looked at my boss's boss. And I'm like, I don't right, want her job. Right, right. So then where's there for me to go? And that's when I started to look at alternatives and start to make those little shifts. But it does take that one. I think it's like, I don't want to call it the fuck it moment, but you're finally like, I'm done. And then once you have that, like, firm decision, then you have to start making the baby decisions. Cause when you're done, you're not, you can't just leave. It's like, right. okay, now I have to, now I have to, figure I have to like out hang that. on for a couple more years mm -hmm. until I can afford to yes. get out of this. But I agree with yeah. you. It is that one big decision. And you're just, you're like, I'm out of here. I got to do, I got to figure this out. And I think that's the kind of fire. I, I don't see people being successful who maybe are like, I'm just going to have one client, see how it goes and see if I eventually get out of here. I think you almost have to have the necessity of getting out. Like I must get out of this because it's sucking my soul. I got to get out. And so I have to make it work. And there's, there's this guy, Neo, um, Neo Davis that I follow and I've met a few times and he says it has to work or it has to work. And I think you have to almost mm. have that mentality of just like, you're making it work 
and it's going to work or it's going to work. Like you're just going until it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just think, I love that you said that, like you were grateful that you made different decisions a long time ago. And I think at any point in our lives, we can start to make different totally. decisions. What would you say to someone who's like, well, you know, Jill and Danny, you were in your twenties when you started making those decisions or your early thirties, you know, I'm in my forties. I have kids. I have responsibilities. I have a mortgage, you know, yeah. like, is it really possible for me at this age? Is there really, you know, I have less energy than you had. I have like more priorities than you have, you know, yeah. I'm like a molder is even, there's even space for me on the internet as a 40 plus year old coach. You know, I think it's different, right? But it's not too late. I I always think about, I think you told me your mom got her master's in like her late 30s 11 years. Yeah, Yeah, 11 years. So it's like, if it took you the next eight years, my grandmother went back to college um, when she was in her 50s. And I was always inspired by that. I thought it was really cool because I'm like, I have a grandma in college and, you know, she's like the oldest person in her classes. But so many people do. They go back to school later. They change careers in their 40s. Um, I think it's okay. It's just, it's different. And I think sometimes you have to look at uh, your long-term vision and short-term goals and you might have to make some adjustments. So sometimes we're like, we don't want to give up all the things we worked so hard for. I see this happen a lot where it's like, I worked so hard for this house and for this nice car. Like I worked so hard to finally drive a nice Mm -hmm. car and I worked so hard to finally live in this neighborhood. And now I have to take a you know, step back and you might like, maybe you have to sell the nice car. Maybe you have to like sell the Lexus and drive a Toyota for a a little bit because you have a short-term sacrifice for what you Mm -hmm. want long-term. And I think what it comes down to is ego being attached to those things, um, it's getting, it's feeling like you're going backwards. And I think you have to let go of that because nobody's really looking at that except you. I've seen so many people even go, I I met this lady in the dog park two nights ago and I don't know how old she was, but I want to say she was above 37, probably between 37 and 45. And she ended up, um, getting laid off during the pandemic. And she's like, I had to go live with my parents and nobody wants that, but sometimes it happens. And so there are certain things where you don't necessarily have to wait until you get laid off or wait until something bad happens and live with your parents, Mm -hmm. but you can start by downsizing or cutting costs or cutting expenses or selling some big things, sharing one vehicle instead of having two or three vehicles in your house, those kind of small things short-term sacrifice for the long-term vision. And I think so many people hold on to those so tight. They're like, I don't want to let go of this lifestyle. And they're trying to hang on to that while making something new. And sometimes that just doesn't work because you're not able to fill in those gaps early enough. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just dropping dropping the ego and where you're at in your life and realizing that you can get that back. But momentarily, short-term, you might have to let go of some of those things. Like You might not be able to go out as much as you used to. And yeah, you did work your ass off so you could have that lifestyle, but maybe for two years, you just don't go on vacation. And eventually, then you're going to have a life that doesn't, you may not need a vacation. You may not need to go on vacation for because you actually enjoy your life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I I think it's that short-term and long-term vision and you have to really match and like check your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. And it's interesting because we're enrolling for this free business course right now called Fresh Formula. And we make people answer a couple of questions before they get in the Facebook group. And and the first question is what industry you're in. And the other is like what you want to get out of it. And I I would say 95% say fitness, wellness, nutrition. So everyone's pretty much under that. But like the 5%, there are a good amount of people who are like in a different industry. But then they say, I want to get into health and fitness. And I think this is really common. Like if you're in something that you just got into because maybe you got your degree in it, 
and you're good at it, you've been good at it, and you've kind of climbed the corporate ladder, but then you have some kind of health transformation. You have some kind of you know, fitness or nutrition transformation, and you start to see like, wow, this is the thing that can really impact lives. And going back to like full circle, what you talked about earlier in the episode, this idea of like feeling fulfilled or feeling meaning from your work, you know, I mean, maybe the stenographer feels, you know, fulfilled by her work, but at the end of the day, I think when you look at helping people improve their health or their fitness or their nutrition or make this mindset shift that that you've made, that's when you start to feel like, wow, I can really feel the difference. Like I like I feel the the um what's I don't want to say feel the end user. You feel the impact on the end user. Right. Sometimes yeah. when you're in like middle America, like you're in corporate America, you're kind of like middle of the ladder. You're kind of like, I don't really see the fruits of my labor. I'm pushing papers around all day. I'm doing important things and like my, you know, my job is important, but I don't see who's getting the benefit. You know, yeah. versus if you're a coach, it's like, God, you're getting instantaneous feedback. And so to Danny's point, I think it's possible to build this thing while you also are, you know, not burning the ships because you need that money because you do have a lease and you do have responsibilities and you probably got kids, you're getting ready for college and stuff like that. But why not start something so that I have a lot of people right now, and I think this is great. People come in and they go, by within three years, I want to leave my corporate job. And I'm like, Mm. thank you. Like, that's a reasonable timeline. Mm -hmm. So when you say, I want to leave, I want to be able to leave within two years or three years or five years, now we have plenty of time to really make this a reality. And the thing I love the most about entrepreneurship, besides the time freedom and financial independence and flexibility and all those great things, is that it's like, you're, you are actually making an impact and you can see it. And also there's no other industry besides entrepreneurship where you can literally double your revenue in a year. <laughs> you know, like you're sitting at a corporate job and, and again, like no shade, I get it, but like you're hoping for the 3% like, you know, raise cost every year. Yeah. Because you're like cost of living raise. I have clients in my mastermind right now who started just a couple of years ago who are literally increasing their revenue by 50%. That goes, that's like going from a hundred grand to $150,000 in a year. That's, you can't do it anywhere else besides entrepreneurs. But like so many people just don't get started because it feels like this Mount Everest, you know? Yeah. And I think imposter syndrome, starting off, you know, having that comparison. And one thing you said earlier was like taking the one client. It's like, take the one client, get the reps, get the practice, totally see what you can do. You don't have to go from zero to a hundred. When I was in network marketing, I think I've told this before, but I remember this gal, she was all worried about she hadn't had a single customer and she was worried about taxes. She's like, well, what happens when I have all this? I'm like, make a dollar first. Like, don't worry about taxes yet. You'll have so many write-offs at the beginning. When you start making 100K and you need to worry about taxes, then you hire someone and they'll help you with that. But don't start, don't stop yourself at the beginning because you're already worried about taxes. Totally. Like, you will figure that stuff out. You'll figure out benefits. You'll figure out all of that stuff. It's just, you got to get started. And I think to not begin because you're not sure how you're going to pay for insurance or or your taxes isn't isn't a great reason to not start especially if you're just I don't know if you're feeling like it's unfulfilling your soul sucking and life is too damn short I mean there are so many things it's so funny because when I worked for the city um, I worked there for about two and a half years and you don't get vested meaning you don't earn out your retirement till you're there for five years and around two years, probably even earlier, I knew I wanted to quit. And then finally, I just got to that point where I'm like, I got to get out of here soon. And I remember quitting and people saying, you should have stuck around for five years. So you could have invested. And I'm like, 
two and a half more years of this, I like that just felt so awful. And then, or to get to retirement. So now I got to stay in for 30 years to do something I don't like to get to retirement. And from the perspective I'm at now where my mother didn't even make it to retirement, I'm like, there's no way Mm. you would live a life that you don't love and that is soul sucking to you just for a retirement in however many years. Mm. That's not even guaranteed. So it's like, find something you can enjoy and love. And if it means downsizing your house or you know, renting out a room or selling a vehicle so you drive a used one or a little less luxury one, then I think it's worth it. You just have to drop that ego around it. But your life is just too short, to, mm-hmm. too short to waste like 20 years doing something you don't like because of the quote benefits. Totally. Yeah, no, it is. And that's the thing is, and I always want to validate, you know, that people have responsibilities and they have bills and things like that. I think it's easier, you know, when I see Hermosi, like Alex Hermosi being like, look, burn all the ships, sleep on your friend's couch. I'm like, I don't know if I'm like a 45 year old mom of three, I'm not sleeping my fucking friend's couch. Like I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to live with my parents. Like I'm just not, Yeah, you know, so then you do have to do this thing where like, can you downsize in some ways? Sure. But you also have a lifestyle that you're, you're used to. But the cool thing about starting an online business, is fucking no overhead. Are you kidding me? It's like the cheapest thing to get started with. So it's not even like, in fact, the thing that you're probably going to be out the most not is not money. It's going to be time. time. That's going to be the thing is like, and and look, after doing the, the commute and sit, fucking sitting there all day, I understand why people come home, you know, chug wine, eat drunk food and literally want to watch television. So I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, don't watch TV, but like, you know, there might be something where you might have to sacrifice. Maybe that's a sacrifice. Is like instead of on the weekend watching marathons of television on TNT, I fucking go to a Starbucks and I work for three hours straight in the morning. You know, so those kinds of sacrifices, you know, yes, maybe a little bit of money sacrifice, but really it's just going to be you finding the time to do it. Find and the time and the energy, right? Because that's the thing. It's like you're going to be exhausted from you are exhausted from doing your nine to five. So how can we find these little pockets of energy and the best thing about it is like it is accessible and it is the cheapest, most accessible time it's ever been to build an online yeah. coaching business. Like remember when you and I started? Fucking oh my God. built my website from scratch. Had to hire a fucking programmer like learn HTML. Like are you kidding me? You can start now for like twenty nine dollars a month. I just went to um, an appointment at Stretch Zone. This like girl stretching me. She's going to PT school, and she was like, "When you were and she does personal training on the side." And she goes, "What what software did you use when you were training?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" I started to <laughs> laugh because I was like, "I bought these CDs. They were like two hundred dollars. I had to put the CDs in my computer and download a software to create these programs." And she's like, oh, we use like Trainerize or True Coach or something. It's like $30 a month. And then it just, and it emails your clients and texts them and does all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I was using, I was literally using a software that I had to download to my computer and it didn't have videos. It had pictures like drawings. Yeah. And then they would have to print <laughs> their drawings off and take them to the gym. <laughs> so, and, and that was a lot of money. $200 yeah. to spend on a stupid software was like not what I wanted to do, but I wanted to look professional. I'm and like, you la- need Excel spreadsheets? Or- yeah. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> later on, and I told her that I'm like, and then later on, it just turned into like PDFs and, you right. know, I just made a little chart with a, a table on it and then I totally. put the, the reps in. <laughs> so it's just, it is easier now. It's so much easier. There's so many great tools, yeah. so many great tools to make you look more professional and totally. to put together. So it's, it's really wild out it there, is. but. You're really right about that. It was just a really great, you know, I'm so grateful for the experience and any other time I probably would have been interested in being on that murder trial. That would have been interesting, but 
So, um, just a good reminder for us and just a, a good reminder to just realize to like, you know, the possibilities of what's out there. You know, I think sometimes we just think, ah, like I've been at this job for 15 years, 20 years, like why, you know, why try anything now? I'm exhausted, whatever. And it's just like, dude, you have so much fucking time. That's one of the things I really love about Gary V stuff. He's always like, dude, you're in your fifties, fucking get started. I have a, a, I have a woman right now in FBA while she's in my mastermind now, started in FBA two years ago. She started when she was 50. She's 52 now. She's like going to close a 300 grand this year. Like more Amazing. money than she's ever made in her entire life. She was a personal trainer in person. She's going to close over 300 grand this year on the internet as a 52-year-old woman within two years of starting your business. Y'all, it so is good. so fucking possible. And she's not the smartest person. She's smart, but she's not the smartest person. She's not, you know, doesn't have any, you know, connections. She just did the thing. She invested in herself and she took massive action. So it's possible. I love that. We need more stories like that and Very reminders cool. that it's not too late and it's, yep. and it's possible. So it cool. is. It's great. Yay. Well, anyway, no more jury duty. Uh, hope you all loved this and just, yeah, just curious as to if you're working on two things right now, like how's that going for you and what kind of tips do you have for someone who maybe has a home and kids and a mortgage and the bills and the job and you have a commute and like, what are you doing? How are yep. you doing it? Are you just staying up and not sleeping or are you listening to all the things in the car or, yep. or are you just using your time at work to behind your boss's back? Like, how are you doing it? Yep, <laughs> we want to exactly. know. Love it. So post in the Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook group, we would love to have you join. You go to the bestlifepodcast.com and there's a link to join. There's also all our episodes there. You could search for topics. You can also go to the bestlifepodcast.com slash playlist and you could get a download of all our playlists, which are broken up by topics in case you're really interested in certain ones like this. And if you haven't left a review yet, we would love a review from you. You can just go to your podcast app hit the five stars at the bottom and then just leave a few sentences of what you like about the show. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.